Hi, I'm Jamila. Hi, I'm Will. And this is the Proto Podcast. Uh, we are currently doing a four-part series. In this four-part series, we're going to be talking about everything Proto. What is Proto? Um, future episodes of this podcast, though, will be about our founders, our investors, our talent. We're going to be interviewing the people who make Proto great. So we're very, very excited. But to get us started in this four-part series, the first part of the series is going to be about our background, our motivations, why we decided to be a part of Proto, why we decided to join Proto as managing directors. The next part of this series will probably be about how we define human flourishing. So what is human flourishing? Why is it so important to the people at Proto? What are our values? And what does that look like to us? And hopefully, what does it look like to the people around us? How can we benefit the planet? Um, the next one in our series will be sort of the structure of the Proto ecosystem. So once you join Proto, you're joining a part of an ecosystem. And what does it mean to be a part of that? And what does it mean for you and for the founders, the talent, the people around you, and how does everyone benefit each other in this ecosystem? How can we all grow? Finally, we're going to be talking about our vision, our strategies, our tactics, our mission, all these things that make Proto what it is. Again, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how human flourishing fits into all of that and what we're doing to make it work. So, mm -hmm. Will, you got anything? Yeah, so the idea is that over the next month, once a week, we'll probably release these on Tuesdays, that these first four episodes will be the place that we can point people, ourselves, people in our ecosystem, people that are new to Proda, so that we really understand more holistically who we are, why we do what we do, how we're different than a traditional venture capital group, and, and, and ultimately why our true north is to promote human flourishing by investing holistically in entrepreneurs. So we'll talk about what does holistic mean? Why, why do we approach things the, the way we do? So at any point, you can contact us by emailing hello at protaventures.com. That's P-R-O-T-A ventures.com. And we really hope that this will just bring more clarity into uh, who we are and, and why we exist. Great. Let's get started. So to tell you guys a little bit about my background, just to get started, I, um, I actually have a background in comedy, which is a strange place to start. But uh, I went to Columbia College and I thought, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to work for social justice. It turns out that that wasn't the case. Uh, I went on to do a little bit of marketing and then television production. And then I kind of followed a career of television production and working with different brands and marketing sort of in this hybrid space. And as I was doing that, one of the things that I found is, and one of the things that I sort of discovered is that it's not that corporations have this like evil agenda, right? Like we sort of like to pretend that there's like this big boss and it's all a little bit of a conspiracy theory. And there's this evil guy at the top of a mountain stroking a cat, ready to push a red button and blow up the world. That's not really what it is. They're just looking to make money, but they'll do it sometimes at the expense of others without knowing that they're maybe possibly hurting someone or knowing it, but not knowing a different way to do it. So a lot of times when you get into these, like when you start working with these companies, you're sort of surprised at how uh, insulated they are and how insular they are. And I think that's what sort of creates this sort of bro programmer asshat culture as Will calls it. And for me, I sort of wanted to be the opposite of that right? Like I, I very much care about social justice. I care about 
equaling the, uh, leveling the playing field. Um, my background is, you know, I'm Palestinian. My parents came from Palestine during a time when there was a lot of war and fighting and things going on over there. And there's really no reason that I am not a refugee in a refugee camp. It just so happens in luck that I was born in the United States to mm. parents that cared about education, who mm. supported me. You know, I live in I lived in a big city with a lot of resources, and I was able to experience all these things, meet all these people, and go all these places that really opened my mind and also made me see how much injustice there is in the world. So when I go work for a company and I see that they might be doing something wrong, it's not, I realize it's not because they choose to do that wrong thing. It's because sometimes they don't see that there's any other option and no one's told them that there's a better way to do this. And uh, I think for me, the important thing for me as I, as you know, as I grow and as I learn, especially in this role with Proda is that all you have to do is sometimes show people a better way of doing things and they'll do it. All you have to do is disrupt the system. Yeah. So what I really love about Proda is that we want to disrupt the system. Yeah. We're not looking to put more money into like Amazon, which nothing's wrong, you know, if you're shopping on Amazon, totally fine, but they've got plenty of money and they have their systems and they're doing what they're doing. But if we can help someone from the ground up, that's working to disrupt the negatives that are happening, that are working to help the environment, that are working to help indigenous people that are working to, you know, we have brands that are working to provide water to people who don't have water, even though they live in the United States that's where I want to be at. And so that's really kind of what attracted me to Proda. And that's, and as part of my background, I just can't help it because it's part of who I am. And I sort of have the feeling that most people feel the way that I do. I feel like most people, when they see an injustice, they want to fix it, but they generally feel powerless against, you know, powerless to do that. Mm. And one of the ways, the simplest way that you can do that is sort of putting your money where your mouth is, right? Mm. So if you know a company is doing something wrong, and there's another option that is doing the right thing, you're going to choose the company that's doing the right thing. And I feel like 99.9% .9 of people will do that. Yeah. And so why not give the platform to the people who are doing the right thing? Yeah. And I kind of think that's sort of where working with Proda and working with these other brands, where that kind of lies. That's why I do it, mm. if that makes sense. And I hope that wasn't too long of a ramble, but <laughs> you know, good. yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like if we're going to spend time together on this podcast, me, you, Will, the giant audience we're about to curate, the millions and millions of people watching this podcast, yes. millions, yes, uh, you know, I want you to know where we're coming from. And I kind of hope that you guys feel the same way and that you'll stick with us, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's great. And in my story, I, my first exposure to, um, to getting outside of U.S. centrism which is, you know, a lot of people in the U.S., they don't get a passport and they never leave the country and they, you know, they live in whatever state they're in and that's their perspective. But I, I was in a research laboratory as a bioengineering grad student, 2003. My research advisor, Viola Vogel, she's absolutely amazing, uh, comes into a lab meeting one day. This was sort of the end of, yeah, end of 2003 and says, hey, in her very German way, which I'm not going to attempt to mimic. I've been recruited by the Swiss Technical Institute. We're moving our entire lab to Switzerland. Um, who's in? <laughs> you can hear a pin drop in the meeting, you know, all, all these grad students and everything. So uh, 
I, based on my personality, was it was pretty much an immediate immediate yes. I had just met the woman in my dreams at, at that point, which created a pretty interesting scenario. Thankfully, she was down to come with me. We got married, and and um, seventeen years in, we we still love each other and and actually like each other. Uh, and but that journey of coming into coming to Switzerland and meeting people from all around the world, very like all those European cities are just extremely extremely international. Um, but yeah, all the bankers and everything and Zurich, I think, is the highest number of millionaires per capita. So that the juxtaposition between seeing all these extremely wealthy people hanging out in Zurich, mostly in the banking industry, and then the people from around the world who would come to just sell the, the little newspapers in front of the grocery stores. Yeah. Those are the people I was more interested in talking with. And so just striking up conversations, I learned about people's stories from all around the world, about stories of injustice, about stories of poverty, about, I mean, this, this one fella had, had been selling the, the newspaper in front of the, the grocery stores and, and sending money back to his, his family in Ethiopia. Amazing, amazing gentleman, and was providing plenty of money for his family, just doing that, like just selling, newspapers to these millionaires coming out in and out of these grocery stores more more than enough and so hearing his stories and as i got to know him those first initial ones um because he was doing a very entrepreneurial thing leaving his family going to a rich country trying to hustle and figure out how to get money from millionaires <laughs> uh uh in a very humble way that his story his name is abraham his story actually inspired me. Yeah, I actually haven't thought about this till just now, but his story kind of inspired me to realize what we think about what a founder is, is actually so narrow that anybody who's entrepreneurial, anybody with a desire to make the world a better place is an entrepreneur. And especially the people who take action Maybe that's what differentiates the entrepreneur to the actual entrepreneur. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just remember meeting per people after people and realizing, whoa, okay, there is actual extreme poverty all around the world. Started doing some traveling and actually seeing that. And then coming back to the US after I finished the PhD in 2007, still had these two internet businesses on the side that became now my full-time job. And I, it really struck with me, how, how can we use the entrepreneurial journey, teaching people to build companies to specifically address poverty, but more generally address social justice issues around the world. And that, that put the bug in my ear that when I sold the first two companies and found myself in a position to start investing, I didn't want to just go down the traditional track of, oh, network, meet, meet a bunch of LPs, limited partners, which are family offices and pension funds and basically high net worth individuals that, that throw money into people they think that they can essentially hire to find talent that are building companies to be able to have these large asymmetries in their potential investments, hopefully asymmetry in the upside. <laughs> and so that, that for me, that started the, the journey of what do founders actually need? And I found myself realizing, hey, I've been down the road, especially with my first two companies and just made all the mistakes that every entrepreneur that started a couple of companies will tell you. 
And I realized if I actually got in the trenches with the founders and just was silent co-founder, third, fourth, fifth co-founder, um, but actually showing up and putting in the time to share what I know so that at least the founder can make mistakes of their own. <laughs> uh, that was a big deal. So for me, and similar to other uh, the managing directors and other, other partners and, and those involved with Proda, they have similar stories where either they were in enterprises or they started companies or they sold their companies and they were start of, starting to ask what's next. And instead of just going on the VC track where you raise a little micro fund, you show, hopefully show some success or at least you feign success so that you can raise a bigger fund and a bigger fund and a bigger fund, mostly with just markups on paper. And then you draw management fees so that even if your whole portfolio company fails, you still actually make a little bit of money on the way. Now, most VCs, and there are plenty of good ones out there, are putting their own money in and putting their money where their mouth is and, and are actually trying to create upside. But even all the economic incentives, if you don't address the underlying issues of the planet, the wealth inequality, all of the isms that are rampant out there, um, it just seems like the whole game is for for waste. Like, what's the point? Yeah, go make a bunch of money. Plenty of other people have done that throughout history and oppressed people. Don't do that. <laughs> so I kept I kept feeling this this pressure in that 2010 to 2015. Like, there's something weird. There's something not right about this startup game. Rah rah, fake it till you make it. Um, build company cultures that people hate uh, or burn out or have significant mental health issues that they don't talk about. Like these are the things that I'm way more interested in, in in this in this whole in this whole conversation. So I don't know, Jamila, you probably have yeah, I think, thoughts on so that. I think from what I'm hearing, there's like there's this idea, right, that like with VC in the VC world, there's nothing tangible, right? Like it doesn't feel, it almost feels surreal, right? Mm. Like you talk about a mil, like, and just a little more background on me. I'm from like the South Side of Chicago, working class immigrant family um, that I'm very very grateful for because like they keep you grounded, but like the things that I talk about uh, on a day-to-day -day basis now with different founders and with uh, different, you know, business people, investors, like it's almost unfathomable to like mm. people, that, some of the people that I grew up with. Mm. It's crazy that right now I interact with people that talk about a million dollars, like it's $10, mm. right? So when you look at it from that perspective, what there's the, there's this intangibility to like the ideas of money. Mm. And I think there's something about Proto where we're trying to make it a little more tangible for people on the ground. And I know that's like sort of a weird, maybe a strange way to put it, but um, I think, you know, and uh, I'll go back to my father, God rest his soul. Like, I don't think my father could truly, my father coming from a village in Palestine and uh, being an educated person that he was, still came to the United States and, you know, his educational credits didn't really transfer. He wound up working in a factory. Mm. Um, I think that to say like, oh, there's these people who give other people money to make money, like that just seems like, what is that? What does that even mean? Right. You know what I mean? Like, th that's crazy. But with Proto, I think we want to bring it to those people because there's people that have these great ideas. There's people that are passionate about something. You know what I mean? And it's it's really interesting because the other part of that is human beings across the world are the same. So I've done a little bit of traveling and I've been really lucky. And the example that I always use is when I was in Vietnam, um, when I was in Vietnam, my father had passed like about a year earlier. 
So I was talking to someone in a shop that was trying to sell me some clothing. And uh, we were just talking and she was like, oh, you know, you're so tall and thin. She's like, oh, you're so tall and thin. And of course, it's like, she's flattering me because she wants to sell me something. And then she goes, uh, she goes, oh, are you married? I was like, I am married. She's like, oh, you must have been such a beautiful bride. And I was like, you know, I actually didn't really have a wedding. My dad passed away. It was a very sad situation. And she goes, oh, she's like, but don't worry. She's like, because in our culture, she's like, you can do, uh, she's like, I know people that do weddings because they don't have the money. They do weddings way later on. So she's like, if you want, you can just do a wedding later on. Like, don't like, she was like comforting me at the time. You know what I mean? And it was so kind. Mm. And I think we forget just that everyone across the world has all these experiences and they all want their children to do well. And they don't want someone to, they don't want them to do well at the expense of other people. And I think it's interesting because to her, I was like this American tourist that just came in that, you know, she was selling fabric by like the yard. So she looked at me and she was like, this is going to be a lot of yards of fabric. This girl's really tall, you know, (laughs) but she also was like, you know, she also like in that moment, like felt something human. And I think that like, if you can replicate that, you have something, you have something tangible. Mm. So, and it's also like going to people and talking to them like at their level, if that makes sense. So you start, and I think that's what I like about starting with the pre-seed, starting with founders who are still sort of on the ground level, who are still building their business, because you're talking to them. We, at Proto, I feel like we talk to them at their level. We're not trying to do anything so crazy and we want to know what they want to do, like who they are. Does that make sense? Like, I think, I hope I'm explaining it right. 100%. I mean, a lot of topics, you know, but... I always try to come back to the to the main point. And the main point is, you know, we care. We care. We care. Yeah. Like it has always bothered me. All my friends friends that have started VC funds, um, when they send their update letters, they always tout. We met with, you know, we looked at thousands of deals, and we mm-hmm. said no to all of them except for like three. <laughs> um, and they say that as a matter of pride, and I'm thinking. That's a that's over a thousand people with their hopes and their dreams and their ideas, and you're just treating them as a flippant little commodity. Like that breaks my heart. Right. Well, it's colleges, the more prestigious the colleges, the more students they not the more students they accept, the more students they reject, right? So it's the same thing. It's this idea of exclusivity, right? The more exclusive we make something, the more people are gonna want it, the more they're gonna feel good about it. Like, yeah, like you guys, you know, I a hundred guys proposed to me, but I, I chose this guy. So he must be really special. Like it's the same, it's the same feeling of like trying to make the thing that you chose the best by saying that everybody else wasn't as good. Yeah. And I don't think that that's really like the right way to go about it. Yeah. It's not in this case. Like, you know, if a hundred guys proposed to you, yes, you should only marry one. But (laughs) if you're looking at a hundred different businesses, maybe like there's, you know, at least 50% of those have to have some kind of merit and maybe yeah. they just need a little, a little leg up, you know, like a little bit of help, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of something, you know, a little bit of operations. That's right. And, and you know, if it's just that tiny key point that's holding them back, like why not give them that little bit of help? You know, it'll, it'll come back to you. So, yeah. 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 So, in, so in the question, then what is Proda? Another way to answer that is we invest holistically in entrepreneurs to promote human flourishing. In fact, that that's our, 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 we, we recently gathered in Chicago and we said, all right, what's our purpose? What are we doing? What's something that if we're, we're hopefully doing this the next hundred plus years, generations after generations, 
what is that North Star that we're heading toward? And it's to, to promote human flourishing by investing holistically in entrepreneurs. And this holistic word, what differentiates us is that we are more than willing to entertain an idea stage. Hey, Proto, I have this wild idea. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. We want our default answer, similar to what you've been teaching me in improv, yes. to be yes. Yes. And let's talk about that. And yeah. let me introduce you to this person. And what about, have you thought about this angle? Oh, interesting. And so we're trying to create communities of people. In fact, we have a whole 400 plus person professional network in the ecosystem that is, I would say, wired in an optimistic um, culture, like an optimistic mindset, so that we do say, yes, and there's an idea. We don't shoot. I mean, I've, you know, angel investing for over 10 years now, I've learned not to really judge an idea because you can pivot an idea and the right entrepreneur uh, with the right sales and marketing tactics can get an audience. And if you can get an audience, you can pivot a product to sell them something. You know, scam artists do this all the time. There are plenty of terrible products out there with a very charismatic founder team uh, and some clever marketing tactics that are selling it all day long. Um, but what I try to do is pivot the idea to thinking more about what are what is more value you can create for humanity, even if it's an entertainment thing or a funny little you know a little, little fun thing. Um, but as we beat the drum of human flourishing, that's where things start getting interesting. That's where we start getting into the heart behind who we are. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We really appreciate it. We had a great time. I hope you had a great time. If you want to listen to the Proto Podcast, simply search the Proto Podcast, P-R-O-T-A, in your podcast app, or go to protoventures.com and you can watch this podcast. So exciting. I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. Um, also, you can reach us at, Will. You can reach us at hello at protoventures.com, P-R-O-T-A ventures.com. And if if you're watching this and you're and you're interested in looking it up on your podcast app, we are new. So it is possible that it, in your preferred podcast player, it we may not show up quite yet. So you could just go to our website, protoventures.com, and get access to it, and we'll work on getting it in all the major directories as soon as possible. All right. Thanks, you guys. Go make the world a better place.